Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, December 30th, two days left in 2023, if you can believe it. Ian Cameron and Zach Urban, our Saturday our Saturday man, Saturday guest. I blanked on what I was going to say there. But he's with us every Saturday. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, and he's back with us here today. And a uh, good thing he is because, of course, Alex is not back on the show until tomorrow. He'll be back. He's flying back home to Minnesota, actually, right now as we speak. Uh, so we hope he gets home safely and he'll be back in the saddle alongside me tomorrow for our New Year's Eve bash as we'll break down the entire Sunday New Year's Eve card. Nine games tomorrow, just like there's nine games today. And we will talk about the Winter Classic on tomorrow's show as well. Uh, Vegas and Seattle, since we won't be on on Monday, New Year's Day, there will be no show. And then we'll be back Tuesday as normal. Zach, how was the Christmas uh, weekend last <clears throat> weekend? How's things? Yeah, no, things are good. It was a good holidays for everyone around here. So it's been pretty warm out here in Kelowna. We haven't gotten any type of winter weather. So it's been a little bit odd in a way that way. But other than that, yeah, everything's been good. No doubt. Did. did you get anything good for Christmas or no? I, oh, I got a family members jacket. and friends. Well, I get beer from friends. I, they know what to get me. They don't have to over. <laughs> yeah, I got beer. They know what makes some, me happy. Uh, Give me some, some booze, give me some parents. liquor, and I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got some booze from some parents uh, for their kids that I train. Uh, but other than that, I got some good gifts from family and that kind of thing. So it was nice. And uh, my sister has a little three-year-old boy, nephew, so I got him a hockey net for the backyard. So he was pretty pumped on that. Yeah, and again, I'm yeah. ripping pucks soon. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, John Massey, it's unbelievable. Isn't that something? I mean, Ian even, Ian even threatens liking the under in that Nashville-Detroit game last night, and it flies over. I'm telling you, man, anytime I even think about an under or like an under, it's going over the total. Like, it's unfucking canny how that happens. I don't bet them. I suck at them. Like, people, if they don't believe it yet, uh, that I don't suck at unders, uh, that or, you know, they, or that I do suck at unders, I mean, I don't know what, what else to say. Every time I even... The, the rare times I think, ah, I think this game actually could be a good under, and it, it just never happens. Uh, so definitely looking forward to, um, you know, today's card. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we'll, <coughs> the next time we'll recommend an under will be. But as you can tell, the few times we do think we're on a good uh, – we have a good read and looking at an under, it's not exactly gone well. However, the good news is the card yesterday did go well. It went very well. It was a phenomenal Friday. Uh, really up and down. You can't really complain too much. Uh, I ended up taking, it started with the Leafs and the Jackets. It was a quick, easy first period, both teams to score, cashing in in that game. Uh, and it was a back and forth wild affair. It goes to overtime, a draw hit at plus 420. How about that price for the draw with the Leafs and the Blue Jackets? The Toronto Maple draws, uh, the good doing business with them once again uh, as they find their way to yet another overtime game. Uh, and just like the game in Toronto a couple weeks ago, they find themselves on the losing end of that overtime game, uh, six to five last night. Uh, you know, and unfortunately for Ilya Samsonov, it's at the point now where you almost have to send him down to the American Hockey League. I mean, it was a rough night for him. Now there were some goals that were bad luck, bad bounces. You know, one went off his back and in the net, but still he's swimming in the goal crease. He, he, he's just not really 
he's, he's moving. He's too fidgety in the in the crease right now. And I think that's a product of a of a guy that's down on his confidence a little bit. No question about that. And I think you saw that last night from Samsonov in that game. So lots of decisions have to be made. And, of course, Toronto plays their final game of the year tonight. Back-to-back for them hosting Carolina. Uh, we will definitely get to that. But that's a game they had to win or should have won because they outplayed Columbus. And it seemed like it was one of those nights where every shot that Columbus was taking was going in the in the, in the net. And uh, those are tough nights when you know you're outplaying the team, you're carrying the play. But unfortunately, you just cannot uh, get a defense. Uh, you cannot stop the other team, and you can't get a save when you need one. So the Leafs were victims of that, losing six-five last night. Uh, a crazy game with Nashville and Detroit. Five-four uh, Red Wings in overtime, back and forth it went. Another bargain bin special. The night cashes in for me there with Gustav Nyquist. Uh, the Gus Bus uh, gets it done for us last night. We liked a lot about that the way it's set up. Is a guy that's on the top line playing extremely well for Nashville with Forsberg and O'Reilly <clears throat> playing his old team, the Detroit Red Wings. Figured there'd be a great chance for him to make an impact, and he sure did. Short-handed goal to get Nashville back even in that game in the second period, and then he scored again later, and he had an assist as well. So a three-point night for Gustav Nyquist last night. So great to see that. Detroit, though, surviving with a 5-4 to four victory, and that's the Red Wings right now, Zach. They've got to kind of outscore their problems because they haven't played great defense. Alex Lyons' return wasn't his best performance. He's been very good, but he was not nearly as sharp last night, giving up four goals. That's Detroit right now, Zach, that uh, they got to play a lot of high-scoring games, and they were in one again last night. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm hoping that they can start stringing a few more wins together. It's kind of been a rough stretch since they got Patty Kane, and I was quite the save last night on uh, him from Saros, too. There were a couple of saves. And then Jonathan Quick with the, I'm just going to flex my <laughs> my foot in the air and, and just somehow get a piece of that puck to keep it out in the game against Florida. That was yeah. an incredible save by Jonathan Quick in that game. Eventually, Florida figured him out. But uh, that save and the UC Saros, I mean, diving across the goal crease to absolutely rob <laughs> and steal one from Patrick Kane. Yeah, it was just absolutely outstanding. So a couple of, and you know how those saves were fucking incredible because guess what? That those two saves led off Scott Van Pelt on ESPN Sports Center last night with the best thing I saw today. He always does best thing I saw today at the beginning of every Sports Center that he hosts late at night. And SVP led it off with those two saves, Jonathan Quick and UC Soros, as the best thing he saw yesterday. So that was pretty cool. Uh, good to you, see that. Uh, you see the breaking news for Canada basketball involving the Toronto Raptors? Uh, no, I did not. They just traded Antonobi to the Knicks for RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and draft considerations. Are you is you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is a hockey pop- show, not a bit. Not I know. Sorry, oh, I man, just saw pop up on my phone, yeah. and I figured it was the Raptors. So maybe a couple heads wanted to hear it. I am interested in that. Yeah. So, I just R- saw so pop what? Up RJ Barrett's coming Keith. home? I guess Ooh, so. Shit. That's cool. Wow. Gosh almighty. <laughs> Holy shit. That's that's big time. Wow. Yeah. Cool for so, Canada, yeah, RJ Barrett coming home. Uh how about that? From for uh yeah, and that looks to be yeah, it's multiple uh outlets reporting that. So Yeah, TSN wow. just threw it on my phone. That's how I saw it. Yeah. Wild <clears throat> wild stuff. Um all right, back to hockey. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, that is. I mean, if if you're into basketball, certainly that that's a that's a fascinating trade and look OG was uh, on the block for a while so 
Raptors and Knicks with a big NBA trade uh, completed just now. Uh, but yeah, 5-4 Detroit, 4-3 Florida, best bet on the over is there. That's now 11 straight overs with the Rangers and the Panthers. That's Very crazy. disappointing setback from Ottawa, man. They win two in a row, look like they're gaining some momentum. And then back to the old Senators last night, terrible yeah. on their own end. Goaltending not great, and they lose 6-2 to the Devils last night. Uh, 5-1 Islanders, there's a bit of a miracle over winner for me here. Washington scores with like 20 seconds left, not only to break the shutout, but push the game over the total. For me, over five and a half caches on that late Capitals goal. Uh, but a nice 5-1 dominant win, really, for the Islanders. And you figured they'd play well last night coming off the uh, shellacking they took at the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins. 7-0 the game before that. 5-4 Dallas, uh, overtime win against Chicago. I mean, this game was just beautiful for everybody. Alex had the first period over. I had the uh, full game over. Matt Robinson, our guest yesterday, who's done a phenomenal job, his first two appearances, he had the over. And Alex's best bet was the draw. How about that call? Draw plus 425 for Alex in that Blackhawks Stars game. And it ends up cashing in. So that was a wonderful result for the entire Ice Guys crew on the show yesterday. And Dallas gets the 5-4 victory. The only thing we were missing was Nick Foligno scoring. Uh, the bargain bin picked by Alex's mom on her birthday yesterday. But we won't complain too much. Uh, it was still an absolutely a terrific result. 2-1 uh, to one Colorado with the win against the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, I took a shot with St. Louis. I knew Colorado would want to play better after blowing it against Arizona, and they did. Credit to them. Disappointing from Anaheim. 2-0. They get shut out at home by Arizona after that big win against Vegas. Healthy team. Thought they'd build some momentum, and they didn't. They took a step back last night. So that game kind of uh, disappointed me. Anaheim disappointed me. I thought that was a good spot for them, and uh, they end up really stuck in mud. It looked like that whole game against uh, a against Arizona last night. And then a great way to end the night with the draw uh, plus three fifty in that uh, plus three forty, I should say, in that Flyers Kraken game, a two to one overtime victory for Seattle. Just had all the makings of a low scoring, very tight game with overtime potential. And it definitely was. And the Kraken get the two to one win, spoiling John Tortorella's fifteen hundredth game uh, behind the bench. Uh, in the NHL, uh, the Kraken uh, spoiled the party last night with an overtime win. Zach, any other thoughts on the other games from last night? Uh, as per usual, it seems for me, I didn't really get to catch too much of it. Uh, I was out last night with my dad uh, for dinner, so a little. I got to stop asking you. Friday's my my night that I kind of do something. It seems so. Yeah, I was out with my dad last night. We had a nice dinner and that kind of thing, and then. That was about it, but didn't I saw the Leafs lost, so that kind of made me happy as usual. <laughs> and that I, was really I swear, if I you're not a Leaf fan, you hate the Leafs. There's no yeah, in between. If you're not a Leafs fan, well, you don't like them. Yeah, I'm from the all the way out west, and yeah. I lived out east quite a bit, so a lot of my friends are Leaf fans, and you know how Toronto right. Maple Leaf fans are, so no reason to like the team unless you're from there, in my opinion. And that is the sentiment that a lot of other people share. So I am totally with you on that. All right, let's get into it. We got nine games on Saturday. Uh, we will begin now with the first game, and it is the afternoon contest here. There's two games that are afternoon games here on this Saturday slate. This is the first one. Minnesota Wild, Winnipeg Jets. We've got Winnipeg minus 140, uh, home favorites, <clears throat> six being the uh, total here uh, in this game. Uh, let's. Um, as far as this one, this is an interesting matchup. You've got Winnipeg, obviously. They've had a very good season overall. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how this uh, game plays out here with the uh, Wild uh, and the uh, Jets in this one. But they've obviously had a very good season. I'd not expect Winnipeg to be a 
nine and four record at this point in this season. They're coming off a frustrating loss, though, in overtime against Chicago. They didn't play that bad. 38-25 shots in favor of the Jets in that game. Chicago got great goaltending from Morozik. You know, they played pretty solid. And Connor Bedard made a game-breaking play in overtime uh, to win the game with that great end-to-end dash. So it's not like that was exactly a bad, poor game uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, even though they lost to Chicago. So I I don't want to go against the Jets in this spot. They've been a good bounce-back team. They've been pretty good uh, off a loss uh, in recent games. Uh, And then you look at Minnesota, though. I'm not sure I want to go against them either. I mean, they continue to – I thought, you know, they lost two games in a row after they won a bunch after John Hines took over from Dean Evason behind the bench. thought maybe they'd start to, you know, come back down to earth that, hey, yeah, you made the coaching change, but you're not going to be able to win at a, you know, seven and one kind of clip going forward. Sure enough, that's exactly what they are in their last eight games. Seven and one uh, for the Minnesota Wild in their last eight games beating Seattle. Calgary, Vancouver, Boston, Montreal, uh, and um, Boston twice, actually. They beat the Bruins as well as Detroit. So uh, very, very fascinating uh, results, but they've been able to uh, get the job done. They played uh, before the Detroit game, which was 6-3. to three. The game got away from the Red Wings because, quite frankly, James <clears throat> Reimer sucks right now. He's not been good, uh, and the uh, Minnesota Wild took advantage of that. Um, so I think Winnipeg's in a good spot here. I don't want to lay the price against this surging Minnesota team. Uh, but when you look at this matchup here, I think the draw is not a bad candidate here. With Minnesota especially, four of their last seven games have gone past regulation. Two of the last four for Winnipeg have gone uh, into overtime as well. So I'm going to sprinkle draw uh, in this game. That's about it as far as this one goes. What do you think here, uh, Zach, Minnesota-Winnipeg? Yeah, I'd probably agree with you a bit there. It's going to be an interesting game. Both teams uh, seem to be playing pretty well and. So Winnipeg hasn't really fallen off much with Connors, like I said last week even. So I'm not much of an under guy, but it might be something that you might want to look at. I feel like it could be a tight game, first game of the day. But like I said, that's not my bet to play. But overtime could also be a good play here as well. Like you said, 4-7 for the Wild going to extra time and both teams being pretty hot lately. So that's all I got really for that one. Yeah, we're going to have to start keeping track of this uh this shit like with uh, me with the when I like an under how many times does it go over we're gonna have to start doing that with you now uh when, let's let, let, let's let's really keep everybody in the chat too watching the show and everyone listening on the podcast let's really pay attention to this Zach likes an under how many times does it actually go under you know or is it going to be an Ian Cameron special where every under he touches turns to shit yeah, you know, so, yeah. over in the second period <laughs> 10 minutes in <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Just like Nashville, Detroit last night. I don't see the way that game started. I'm like, this under's not good. It's got no shot. I, it was done the moment I said it was going to go under on the show. Oh, man. Uh, so we're going to have to pay attention to this here with you. Uh, how many times do we get uh, an under that you truly like staying under uh, moving forward? Uh, as far as props here uh, in uh, this game, uh, you know, you take a look at it. Um, you know, for Matt Bold, he's been outstanding for the Minnesota Wild and yeah, they've adjusted the prop prices with him because of the hot streak he's been on. But, you know, he's the one that's stirring the drink right now. Uh, straw stirring the drink for the uh, Minnesota Wild offensively. Uh, Marco Rossi's always still worth a look. He's getting opportunity. Maybe Ryan Hartman, too, because the funny thing about Ryan Hartman, he's just a streaky player. And now he's on the, 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 the right side of the streak. Consecutive goal games with a goal in three straight. So three straight games with a goal for Ryan Hartman coming into this game. So that's definitely a good prop to ride the hot streak, ride the goal streak with him. 
Boldy's been outstanding. Uh, you can't argue with that. Marco Rossi's been piling up the points, uh, five points for uh, the uh, Wild in the last four games. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But those are definitely the main, um, you know, the players I would focus on for the uh, Minnesota Wild. For the Winnipeg Jets, you know, Gabe Velarde. Gabe Velarde finally looked human uh, against Chicago the other night. No points. Snapping is a six or five game point streak. And he had uh, 11 points in those five games. Um, do we trust him to go uh, without a point two straight games? Probably not. Now, Minnesota's been stingy at times, but still, I mean, you can't argue with looking towards Velarde here. Perfetti in the second line as well, I think might be worth a look as well. So keep an eye on that. Uh, but definitely, I think when you look at this Winnipeg Jets team, really like how they're built, really do. Uh, you know, four lines that are all pretty good skating lines. They can all contribute. They're all good on the four check. You know, really, really solid. So should be a good game. Great game, actually, to start. Uh, the Saturday uh, slate because you got Minnesota playing well and Winnipeg obviously has had an outstanding season start to finish. So uh, definitely looking forward to, yeah, I should lean under every game. Uh, I should say Cheshire cat that every game goes under, which means I can bet the over then and, and feel, and feel I'm definitely going to win. <laughs> That's right. I should, <laughs> I should really start doing that. Maybe it'd be like a reverse uh, psychology type of deal. All right, Columbus and Buffalo. This is the second afternoon game uh, today. Uh, Buffalo uh, minus, is that true? I just want to make sure I didn't screw up the price here. Um, yeah, Buffalo's minus 200. There's no way I'm laying that kind of a price with the Sabres. Not a chance. Uh, six and a half, seven the total, depending on which book you look at uh, here in this one. Actually, more books have six and a half now. So I'm going to adjust the uh, number on that graphic for the uh, total here in this game. But you know, as far as this one goes, you've got the Jackets off a big win against Toronto last night. They got outplayed, but um, Ilya Samsonov was in the gift of uh, gift that was in the uh, gift of giving uh, for late Christmas gifts to the Jackets last night. And to be honest with you, there were bad puck management moments at key times for Toronto that didn't really help their struggling goaltender out either. Uh, but credit to the Jackets, got outplayed. Doesn't matter. All that matters is you know you get the two points. Uh, and the Jackets were able to do that uh, last night, getting that victory uh, in OT against the Leafs. So back-to-back -back situation for them. We'll see how they uh, fare. The last time they were on a back-to-back, -back, they did win. They lost to the Islanders 7-3, returned home to face St. Louis on a back-to-back, -back, and they did beat the Blues on the back-to-back -back spot 5-2. So keep an eye on that. Buffalo just cannot gain any sort of traction or momentum or rhythm or uh, any sort of run right now. Uh, they've been a win one, lose one kind of team all season, win one, lose two. That's been the pattern for them all year. Uh, they beat Vegas. They lose two. They beat Toronto. Uh, they end up losing two in a row since then against the Rangers and the Bruins. I mean, it was just bad place, bad time, wrong place, wrong time, wrong opponent. The other night against Boston, Boston was a little pissed off after struggling and going into the Christmas break and Boston kind of took it out on Buffalo. Uh, the other night. So we'll see how the uh, Sabres fare here uh, in this game. Uh, obviously, the last time Buffalo played Columbus, just in this building too, December 19th, and Columbus embarrassed Buffalo. It was the game where really the Vultures were circling, calling out the team, wondering if Don Granado's job is safe. And speaking of Don Granado, he will not be behind the bench tonight for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. He's battling an illness. So they've called Seth Appert, the uh, head coach of the AHL uh, affiliate in Rochester, he's been called up to, uh, he can call up AHL players from the AHL. He can call up coaches from the AHL. That's what they're doing. Uh, he's going to take over behind the bench tonight for the Sabres uh, here in this game with an ailing Don Granado uh, away from the team. 
Uh, it looks like as far as the Sabres go, I, I, if you actually look at Rotowire and the depth charts, they're actually finally injury-free. Like, they don't have a single person on their injury report right now. So this is now a fully healthy Buffalo team. I actually do like Buffalo in the first period. While I don't want to lay minus 200 with them, I do think in the first period they're worth a look on the puck line. You don't want I don't want anything to do with, you know, re- regulation or full game puck line uh, or <clears throat> uh, certainly anything to do with this uh, astronomical minus 200 price. But minus a half plus 135 uh, for the first period puck line. First time playing this team since this team came in here to Buffalo and absolutely embarrassed them nine to four. You would think that uh, there's some semblance of remembrance in the minds of the Buffalo Sabres players here for uh, that they got absolutely humiliated by Columbus right here at home the last time they played. So that first period puck line, I do like it. A minus a half plus 135 uh, is the uh, price you can get. Uh, certainly like over six and a half. You know, I don't necessarily trust either of the teams to, uh, to keep the puck out of the net. Uh, Columbus, by the way, had an injury to Elvis Merzlikens last night uh, in the game against Toronto. Uh, he's day to day. He did not return to that game. They had to put Spencer Martin in uh, to finish that game. Um, so you're either going to see Spencer Martin and it's an illness. It's not uh, an injury, by the way, with him. So it's day to day with Merzlikens. I don't think he'd play tonight. It's probably going to be either Martin or it could be Daniil Tarasov, who, of course, has now had to be called back uh, up to the team. Uh, so for me, definitely uh, over six and a half. And I like the uh, Columbus uh, or sorry, not Columbus. I like Buffalo first period puck line. I do think situationally that makes a lot of sense. It was obviously a rough night for them against a very uh, focused Boston Bruins team the other night. And now you're playing this Columbus team that's coming in riding a high off a uh, off a win last night against Toronto. Back to back, the goalie injuries, Buffalo getting humiliated by Columbus in this building just uh, 11 days ago. I think it sets up well for a big start to the game for the Buffalo Sabers. Now I've done this shit with them before, Zach, where I've said they're going to start the game well and they don't. All right. So if this is another <clears throat> malaise of a first period for Buffalo, I ain't going to be happy because I've been burned by this team enough times where if it happens again tonight, I'm not going to be happy. This is a spot that says, and a spot that screams, Buffalo comes out with fire in their belly, fire in their nostrils for this game tonight against Columbus. They should. And if not, you know, there's a problem. So Buffalo first period puck line over six and a half for me in this one. What do you think here, Zach Columbus? Yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, I'm riding with you on the first period for sure. I think they're going to come out hot as well. And I'm going to go as far as taking them on the spread minus one and a half. I think with them not having their head coach, they're all going to play a little bit more. You know, it's going to be a fun vibe for them. They're at home. Columbus had a game last night. So that's where my head's at. So I'm going to ride with the Sabres today on that one. Not only that, but look at the start time. It's 5 p.m. Eastern. So this Mm -hmm. is actually less than 24-hour turnaround for Columbus because they played a 7 o'clock home game last night against Toronto. Now they're playing a 5 p.m. Eastern game. That's a really tough turnaround, and they got to travel. Now the travel's not significant, Columbus to Buffalo, but that's a really, really tough back-to-back for the uh, Jackets. So all the more reason Buffalo should you know, have the advantage here tonight, especially early pounce on this Jackets team. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, as far as props go, Fantilli, I think, is heating up. I scored last night. Any of the Russians, I, like I've talked about for Columbus, Shinikov, uh, Voronkov, and Marchenko, uh, they continue to get the job done, play very good uh, hockey for this Jackets team. 
Uh, Tage Thompson's playing. We know he's uh, been in and out at times lately, but he's playing tonight, it looks like, for Buffalo. Uh, you know who I'm going to go with? Come all without, come all within. You'll not see nothing like the mighty Jack Quinn. I like Jack Quinn again for uh, Buffalo uh, as far as his props tonight. Uh, Jack Quinn has been very solid since coming back. He's found the back of the net a couple of times. Uh, like what I'm seeing. And he is, he's actually outside of Thompson. Maybe you can throw Paterka into the mix. One of the best releases on this team as far as a sh shot release, as far as how good they shoot the puck. Uh, obviously, Thompson, it goes without saying. Paterka's very good as well. But Jack Quinn's got an elite shot uh, when he decides to use it. So uh, no question about that. Uh, Jack Quinn, uh, I like props for him tonight. Paterka, throw him into the mix as, as well. Uh, good, good, good looks there for props. Uh, maybe Alex Tuck too. When, when you have a bad game, you got to have a veteran kind of lead the way. And I could see Alex Tuck, you know, making an impact here tonight for the, uh, Sabres in this game as well. All right. The rest of the games are night games and we will go now to Toronto where it's the Carolina Hurricanes taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we've got Toronto minus, uh, or sorry, Carolina minus 125 road favorites as we've seen some money come in. Uh, on the Hurricanes, because this opened close to even money. Now we're seeing Carolina, uh, a minus 125 road favorite, six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game with the uh, Hurricanes and the Leafs. It's a back-to-back -back for Toronto. We've talked about it a lot. It was not a great game from Samsonov last night, although even though he wasn't good, there were critical puck management mistakes by the Leafs with the lead that you just can't make. And we absolutely obviously saw that last night uh, against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. So back to back, we'll see Martin Jones uh, obviously here tonight. Hasn't been confirmed, but it'll be him uh, in that tonight for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in that game. Uh, it is Pyotr Kochetkov getting the start for Carolina. That has been confirmed. Uh, obviously a rest advantage for Carolina. Uh, and two wins, two very nice wins for Carolina coming out of the Christmas break where we talked about it the other day with uh, cashing that best bet over on Thursday with uh, Montreal and Carolina, this offense is percolating again for the uh, Hurricanes right now. And why is that? Because Aho and Svechnikov finally decided, get your head out of your ass and start playing the way you're capable of. Uh, and that's exactly what they've been doing here these last few games. Scoring goals, setting up their teammates, getting involved in the play, and more importantly, converting on their chances. Those are Those are offensive talents, both of them. They're paid to score goals. They're paid to put the puck in the freaking net. Simple. Both of them. Aho and Svechnikov. And far too often, you know, they've been quiet this year, but not lately. Both of them are going right now. And this is especially good to see Svechnikov going because this has really been a tough season for him so far, returning from that injury. So to see him really starting to get things going offensively, that's huge in terms of the outlook on this Carolina Hurricanes team moving forward because they need him to be a dominant player for them. Same with Ajo, you know, and both of those uh, players have been very good for them uh, of late, no question. Five goals in each of their last two games. Going back to the Islander game before the break, they've scored 14 goals in the last uh, three games combined. Uh, Toronto is coming off, like I said, that 6-5 to five loss uh, against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, last night in overtime. They're now just 1-4 and four in their last five games. You know, oddly enough, Toronto has played Carolina well, and especially here in Toronto. Toronto's won the last three home games against Carolina going back to February of 2022. Will that carry over to this game? I don't know. Uh, we had a, strike, a stretch of unders as well with the Hurricanes and the Leafs. 
uh, through the 2021-22 seasons. But the last two meetings, uh, both of them toward the end of last year, both of them in March, one game was in Toronto, one was in Carolina. Both of those went over the total, 5-2, 5-3 final scores. You know, what I saw from Martin Jones in the Ottawa game, um, you know, when you look at it, I don't think he was great in that Ottawa game. I think it was the first time where you saw and he looked a little unsettled in net. He wasn't nearly as on his angle, he on his angles. He wasn't nearly as square to the shooter. And there's a part of me that's wondering, wow, he has given the Leafs everything they could have asked for from Martin Jones. Like he's done everything he can. He's been solid. He's been more good than bad for sure. There's always that part of me when it comes to Martin Jones, because he's done this before for years. He has a little six, seven game run there where it's looking pretty good for him. And then all of a sudden he starts to come back down to earth a little bit. Will that happen for Martin Jones moving forward, including tonight? And look, there's a Carolina team offensively that's humming right now going into this game. Um, so it's going to be an interesting matchup. The way I'm going to approach it here with this game is definitely I like over six and a half. I said the other day I'm going to start betting these Carolina overs because their offense is working right now. And I still don't think their defense and their goaltending night tonight is uh, always on point. Uh, and even Kochekov, you know, I'm usually scared of overs when Kochekov's in net, or at least more fearful of them. But And he was good against Nashville. He had two uh, goals allowed on 37 shots faced. He played very well. But he's had some games where he's been roughed up, up a little bit. He's given up multiple three-plus goal games. He gave up the five spot to the Islanders. Uh, last weekend. So I do think Toronto will find the back of the net here a little bit. Certainly think Carolina can. So what I'm going to do here in this game is I'm going to go with a little over three and a half team total on Carolina at plus 125. It's a great price uh, to get that over three and a half team total for the uh, Hurricanes. And I also like uh, over six and a half here. Both teams to score first period. I don't mind that look either uh, tonight with the Canes and the Leafs uh, in this game. Uh, and then as far as props go, I think there's a lot of opportunity <laughs> for Toronto. Um, you know, you look at last night, um, Matthews and Marner over one and a half points, especially Matthews. Like when Matthews scores a goal or gets on the scoreboard, he's usually getting on the scoreboard more than once. Like he's a pretty good over one and a half point type of uh, player prop bet right now, in my opinion. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, you know, I you could also look toward Nick Robertson. He could be a streaky player. I know he's on the third line. He got on the board last night, which was good to see. Could look in those directions. And then for Carolina, you know, Ajo and Svechnikov are rolling, so I wouldn't talk anyone out of props with them. And the one that stands out to me, and it's just the revenge factor, it's, you know, playing your old team for the first time, and it is Michael Bunting going back to Toronto for the first time as a member of the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I definitely think this could be a spot for him to uh, really want to make an impact. Now, his goal production has been up and down, seven goals on the season, but 17 assists, 24 points, uh, and he does have uh, five points in the last five games for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So Bunting going back to Toronto here as, the, as a member of the Hurricanes, I think Bunting props, goal, assist, both of them worth a look here in this game tonight. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Zach, Carolina, Toronto? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, Leafs are usually pretty good at home or at least make it an entertaining game, whether they go up early or come back. So um, something that I'm kind of looking towards today is a first period tie. Uh, that's at plus 190. I feel like we could get a 1-1 tie type kind of period. So I'm looking towards that. Um, I'm leaning a little bit towards the Leafs as much as I hate to say it, but I probably won't lay any money. 
because that just scares me too much. But just them at home, uh, I saw someone in the chat saying they've been pretty lights out at home on Saturday. So it's kind of scary to bet against them, I think, with their offensive power. And if Martin Owens can put together a better game than Samsonov, which I think he should be pretty capable of. And so I'm looking at just first period tie, I think, in this one. All right. I like it. Something a little bit different. Love it. Uh, first period draw. And you know, I like my full game draws. And actually, this is another one where full game draw, uh, I'm a little bit interested in it with draw. Yeah, I don't like it as sure. much as last night's game uh, with it being a back-to-back. -back. You could see sometimes in back-to-back -back spots, games get away from a team and you don't obviously see overtime if that happens. But I, I still think the draw might be worth a small look here uh, in this uh, Hurricanes and uh, Leafs game. So fascinating to see. I, uh, Michael Bunting is one of my favorite props on the entire board tonight. Uh, I like, I don't think he has disdain for the Leafs, but you know, obviously look, they didn't offer him, you know, uh, it really didn't get conversations going with Michael Bunting and his agent in the off season. They basically made their mind up pretty quickly that, Hey, we're not bringing you back. So I think when you look at it here for, uh, uh, Carolina, uh, Michael Bunting has a, maybe an ax to grind with the Leafs tonight, uh, because, you know, he felt like, Hey, they didn't want me back. Uh, they really didn't take any sort of contract uh, negotiations, renewing my contract seriously. So uh, definitely I think he's going to want to make an impact tonight uh, against this Leafs team uh, facing them here for the first time. All right, New Jersey and Boston. We've got the Bruins minus 150 home favorites, uh, six of the total here shaded to the over uh, in this game. Bruins back on track at least for one night against uh, Buffalo. Uh, the 4-1 to one win snapping that four-game losing streak that the Bruins were on uh, prior to the uh, Christmas break. Uh, we'll see if they can build off that and keep the uh, good vibes going here tonight as they take on the New Jersey Devils. It'll be a much taller task. Uh, New Jersey, they've won three in a row. It hasn't been pretty. Um, I thought last night was one of their better, like, 60-minute games. No lapses, no breakdowns, no shitty, you know, plays with the puck that end up in the back of our net, which has been happening a lot lately with New Jersey. It was a much cleaner, stronger game, complete game from New Jersey last night in that 6-2 win against Ottawa. After the two games before that, they really didn't play great for the full game, the Detroit game, the Columbus game. Um, so we'll see if they can build on that tough spot, obviously, in terms of back-to-back, -back, third game in four nights here for New Jersey uh, since the uh, break. Meanwhile, Boston, you know, this is only their second game since the break, and they've been off since Wednesday. So it's a huge rest advantage for the Bruins. Uh, there's no question. Can they take advantage of it? Uh, we will see that. Um, it's just a little bit above my threshold here. I lean the Bruins here uh, in this game, but minus 150, I'm not that interested uh, as far as uh, laying that kind of a number on Boston uh, in this game. As far as goaltending tonight in this Devils-Bruins game, uh, Vanacek and Allmark expected, although neither one uh, has been confirmed as of now uh, for uh, the, their respective teams. Um, so, yeah, I've leaned Boston. Not going to really get there as far as a bet, though, uh, with them. Uh, it's going to be more so looking at some props uh, in this. You know, the Devils Bruins is another, you know, I wouldn't talk anyone out of the draw just because we saw overtime in the game uh, 17 days ago. They played in New Jersey. It was a 2-1 Devils win in OT. New Jersey's gone to overtime three of the last eight games. Boston's gone to overtime four of the last seven games. So I probably will have another draw sprinkle here in this one. And it could seem like I'm betting way too many draws, but you have to understand, you just have to hit one. And my goodness, if you hit two, like last night, where I had Leafs jackets and I had Flyers crack and draw, and they both hit, and both were plus four, one was plus 420, the other was plus 340. 
I mean, that can make up for all the other draws you lose right there. Uh, you know, and still be profitable for the night. You only have to hit one or two draws. I'm telling you, one or two every night to have a good chance at profit. Two, you're definitely going to be profitable. One, depending on how many other draws you bet and how many of those cash in, you could still be profitable as well. Uh, but two draws, definitely. It's going to be almost impossible not to be profitable at the end of the night. So I do lean to the draw a little bit. We'll have maybe a little piece of that here uh, in this game. And I do think Boston wins. I just don't like the minus 150 price. Just a little too rich for my blood. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Devils, Bruins. Yep, oh, you're muted, my friend. My bad. Uh, I hope it's going to be a good entertaining game with some good talent out there. So um, I'm not really sure who to pick in this one, to be honest. Uh, something that I like is a Brad Marchand anytime goal. Uh, I feel like he shows up in big games. I think this is going to be a big game. So um, probably can't count past out either. But that's kind of something I'm leaning towards. And I think uh, first period over one and a half. I think it's going to be a hot start. And then the game's going to settle in a bit. Yeah, I'm going to ride the intel of our buddy Jimmy Murphy yesterday on the show with that uh, with that prop. He mentioned it on the uh, show uh, that it's going to be an absolutely uh, great opportunity here. To I just saw one of the more crazy plays here in this bowl game with Penn State. Like the almost got picked off and it like got tipped in the air. The <laughs> dude catches it and he runs it all the way down to the five for Penn State. Crazy ass play. Oh, so there's actually going to be a score in the game. No, that Ole Miss just scored a touchdown a minute oh, ago. Nice. So ten three Ole Miss at the end of the first quarter. So and now nice. Penn State's like first and goal at the five. So, so the picking points up are a little to bit now. Yeah. In that game. But yeah, uh, getting back to this one. Uh yeah, Devils and uh, Bruins. Um yeah, we're gonna Jimmy Murphy was on this show yesterday telling us that Boston's called up one of the the hottest players in the AHL this season. I'm not just for the Providence Bruins, I'm talking one of the hottest players in the AHL, period, with the way he's been producing down there. Uh, Georgie Merkulov. And he's going to be in the lineup tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins. Hey there, Georgie boy. Da, 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 da. Remember that old song from the 60s? No, many of you probably don't. So I'm just showing what a crackpot I can be sometimes with that little reference. But uh, Georgie Merkulov uh, is going to be in net for, not in net, in the lineup on the third line. He's not a goalie. Uh, he's going to be on the third line here for the uh, Boston Bruins uh, with Frederick and JVR tonight. Uh, And he's been just ripping it up down in Providence in the American Hockey League. 30 points in 31 games for him uh, this season. So uh, Merkulov, we're going to get in on some props for him tonight. Jimmy Murphy said it's worth a look. Uh, He's been ripping it up down there. And you got that adrenaline coursing through your veins when you're playing your first NHL game. Plus 650 at ESPN Bet, 640 at Bet 99, 600 at Caesars. Those are the prices we're looking at right here uh, for Georgie Merkulov uh, tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins. So absolutely love that. Uh, Jimmy Murphy mentioning that to us yesterday uh, on the show. So uh, liking that prop quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to go back to the well with an old friend of mine. He's back to the top line center spot because they put Z- he's just playing too well. And they put Zaka, who's a natural center, over on the left wing side of the top line uh, tonight. And Morgan Geeky is going to be the center, uh, to- centering the top line again with Zaka and Pasternak tonight. I'm going back to the well with Geeky, man. He just makes an impact. He's now got four goals in the last seven games, uh, goals in back to back games against Minnesota and Buffalo as well. Uh, so it's back to the Morgan Geeky uh, props for me as well tonight. Uh, plus 370 at FanDuel uh, for him to find the back of the net tonight in this game. Uh, no question about that. On the New Jersey side, um, Jack Hughes, you know, over points. Luke Hughes is one to talk about because he has the potential to be an offensive dynamo from the back end. He just he hasn't 
I don't know if he's been reluctant to take too many chances from the back end, but suddenly here, these last few games, he is saying, fuck it. I'm going to jump up into the play. I'm going to really get involved offensively. I'm going to shoot the puck more. And suddenly now he's got uh, eight shots on goal in the last three games combined. And he has goals in back-to-back games and four points for New Jersey uh, in the last two games from the back end. Luke Hughes is definitely starting to feel it and get more confidence. Say, I can make a difference. I can jump into the play. I have the confidence to do that. Uh, he, He skates so well. Great with the with the with the handling the puck, and now we're finding out he's got a pretty damn underrated shot uh, as well, uh, Luke Hughes. So we're talking a guy that's now got goals and back to back games. Hack Luke Hughes at plus seven fifty uh, at Bet Rivers to score a goal tonight. So how do we turn down that value? How do we do that? I don't think we can. Uh, Luke Hughes to maybe make it three straight games with a goal plus seven fifty tonight. How do we not bet that, Zach? Yeah, it looks like a pretty good bet to me. He's been flying. He has been. And uh, like I say, Quinn is awesome. We know that. Jack Hughes is awesome. We know that. This guy is on his way to becoming awesome, too. Yeah, how good is he going to be? On that back end. And and people said, let's calm down, Ian, with the looking way into the future, saying that all three Hughes brothers could be in the Hockey Hall of Fame one day. I'm not bullshitting. I really am not. They could be. Luke Hughes, and this is this is the highest of praise because he is the best defenseman ever to play this sport. I don't care what anyone says, and you know who I'm talking about, Bobby Orr. There, there's no equal. There's there's the coffees in the mix. Um, you know, Bray Bork was amazing. Uh, there's no question. Um, there's there's been some great great defensemen, but no one above Bobby Orr. And I'm seeing elements of Bobby Orr's style in Luke Hughes right now for the New Jersey Devils. Now, that's high praise. You know, he's got to produce at a high clip if he's going to maintain any sort of comparison to Bobby Orr. But, you know, at the same point in time, um, he's got those characteristics at times of what Bobby Orr did back in the 70s. And Bobby Orr is also a trailblazer defenseman. He's a game breaker. He's a game changer defenseman because he invented and he got the offensive-minded defenseman. There was no such thing as an offensive-minded defenseman before Bobby Orr played the sport in the 70s. There was no such thing as that. He was an innovator, if you will, uh, of that. So, uh, But you're seeing some of that from Luke Hughes right now, uh, and uh, it's impressive. So uh, it's hard to turn down that kind of value. There. Yeah, plus 750 uh, tonight on uh, Luke Hughes in that game against the uh, Bruins. Again, goals in back-to-back games. And at that price, worth a look, I think, tonight as well. Uh, all right, next up, we've got the uh, St. Louis Blues taking on uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, we've got Pittsburgh minus 200. Uh, uh, home favorites, huge favorites here, uh, obviously, in this game. Uh, and the total sitting at uh, six, uh, shaded to the over, six and a half in some other spots. So make sure you shop around uh, if you're looking for this total. If you like the over, there's, you should be able to get a six. If you like the under, you should be able to get six and a half. It's all about line shopping, and it's why it's always important to have uh, multiple books uh, here uh, in this game. No question about that. Uh, Oh, there's a strong statement from someone. Uh, Nick, I think he means Lidstrom, not Lindstrom. I think he means Lidstrom, but uh, I know better than Bob. Yeah, Nick Lidstrom's on the list, too. I was a big Nick Lidstrom. I love Lidstrom's game, no question. But Bobby's number one here. Bobby Orr has been absolutely, to me, he's my number one defenseman of all time. 
because he innovated. There's no Nick Lidstrom style defenseman without there's Nick Lidstrom's not playing the style he does without Bobby Orr, who got that way of playing defense going on the blue line uh, back in the uh, 70s. So that's the way I see it. Uh, obviously, we got the Blues on a back to back here. They played at home against Colorado last night. Hard fought game. They lose two to one uh, to the Avalanche. Only the uh, second loss in the Drew Bannister era. Uh, since he uh, took over from uh, Craig Berube. Uh, Pittsburgh, obviously, with a 7 nothing lacking over the Islanders. So one of their best games of the year. Dominated, the offense erupted, and they outshot the Islanders 32-22. to So a very impressive performance there. Uh, they're 5-2 and now in their last seven games. So let's not get carried away here with the way the things are going right now for Pittsburgh. But, the, you know, slowly piecing together a better play, better a stretch of hockey here uh, in their last few games. We'll see if they can maintain that uh, here tonight against the uh, Blues. Uh, that being said, I'm not laying minus 200 with them. Uh, and we've got Tristan Jari confirmed in net for the Penguins. And I would fully expect Joel Hofer, who has looked like uh, Marty Brodeur, Grant Fuhr, or any great goalie you can think of in his prime the last few games. Uh, the Florida game was outstanding. One goal allowed on 38 shots. The Dallas game was even better. One goal allowed on 40 shots. So he's only allowed two goals in the last 78 shots uh, that he has uh, faced. Uh, So he's been absolutely outstanding uh, here uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues the last couple games. I'm going to take, I'm going to go against the grain here. And normally I don't love, you know, taking teams on the back to back, uh, especially on the road against teams with the rest advantage. But I'm putting some St. Louis plus 170 in my pocket with this Hofer kid in net. He's been absolutely terrific. I don't buy Pittsburgh being this kind of a favorite. In fact, we've seen them spit the bit on many occasions this year when they've been minus 200 favorites. I'm going to go and look and actually see what uh, they've done at times as 200 favorites. You want? Oh, here we go. Here's Pittsburgh as a minus 200 or more favorite. Chicago opening night, they lost 4-2. Anaheim at home, they lost 4-3. They did, well, that was in San Jose. I'm talking about home favorite. Chicago, they lost outright as a minus 250 home favorite. Anaheim, they lost as a minus 225 uh, home favorite. Uh, What other uh, example do we have here uh, for, oh, not minus 200, but close uh, against Philadelphia, December the 2nd, minus 175 home favorite. They lost 4-3 in a shootout. Um, So this team as home favorites, I've got them as a minus 175 home favorite or more this season. I've got Pittsburgh 0-3. Chicago lost, Anaheim lost, and the Philadelphia game they lost. All three of those games earlier this season as minus 175 or more home favorites. They are a flight risk to your bankroll as far as I'm concerned uh, when they're in this kind of price range. And say what you will about St. Louis. They've been in every single game since the coaching change. You know, even last night, Colorado was Colorado, uh, angry and pissed and a, a huge effort from Colorado after getting after blowing that lead to Arizona. Uh, the other night, and Colorado still barely beat them, uh, two to one uh, in that game. So, uh, Blues are live here. Blues are live, especially if Hofer plays anything like he has the last two games uh, he started uh, when he was absolutely uh, outstanding against both Florida uh, and Dallas. So, St. Louis for me, I'm taking a shot plus one seventy here uh, in this game. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Blues, Penguins. Yeah, I'm not really sure on this one to be honest. Um... Like you said there, Pittsburgh, I don't know if I'm really buying their play. They've been so inconsistent. They've disappointed me so many times this year when I've been watching them and that kind of thing. 
I don't know how many teams have lost a game seven nothing and won one seven nothing in the same month, but that's kind of interesting itself. So if I was to step in, I'd probably look at the Blues a little bit. They are playing some good hockey, and I haven't seen that Hofer guy play at all because I haven't watched the Blues. But from uh, my understanding of what you're saying, he's been pretty lights out lately, and seeing it in the chat a little bit. So might be something I look at. I might wait a little bit till a little live and see kind of how the game starts. Yeah, I just want to make sure I've got this right. I do. Pittsburgh is indeed 0-3 as a home favorite of minus 175 or greater uh, this season. 0-3. They haven't won a game. Think about that. Three times they've yeah. been favored by at minus 175 or more, and they haven't won a single time You know when they've been favored by this much at home. So, um, yeah, uh, Blues for me. Uh, win or lose, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable taking this price with the goalie that's in, in red-hot form right now. Uh, for the uh, Blues at the moment. And as far as uh, props go for this game tonight, uh, mostly St. Louis. Pro I mean, Pittsburgh, if you're going to look in that direction, you know, get I will say this, Gensel Crosby and Ricard Raquel, who's now back and playing on that top line, they've had some great chemistry. So can't argue with any of those three on the uh, Pittsburgh side. For St. Louis, we're going to go back to the usual suspects, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo. Won't you be my neighbor, Jake Neighbors, who's on the uh, second line. So, uh, definitely, uh, those are the props I'd be circling here in this St. Louis-Pittsburgh matchup tonight. All right, next up, we've got uh, the New York Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, it's even money here, pretty much both sides. Uh, should be a good one here. Minus, actually, minus, yeah, around minus 115. Actually, slight home favorites here, Tampa Bay, uh, in this matchup. The total currently in this one, six, uh, shaded to the over. Uh, should be a fascinating game here. We've got two teams that, you know, envision themselves as uh, – you know, not only playoff teams in the Eastern Conference, but capabilities to do some damage once they get in. Rangers with the uh, loss last night to the Florida Panthers. Now they're on a back-to-back. -back. We'll see how they respond in this game. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who, look, on the road they've had their issues, but at home they've been very good. Uh, they did get knocked off at home last game by Florida, though, 3-2 to two, uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, they've had two days off since then. Uh, we'll definitely be seeing Andre Vasilevsky, of course, in net for the uh, Lightning here in this game. And it should be uh, Igor Shosturkin uh, in net for the Rangers. We saw quick last night. So uh, logical to assume that we're going to see uh, Igor uh, tonight in between the pipes for the uh, New York Rangers here uh, in this game. Um, we'll see how this one goes. Um, you got a small over the total here in this one. Uh, you look at the head-to-head uh, -head series, uh, which has actually been under-dominant uh, between these two teams. Keep in mind, though, um, a lot of these unders that you see recently were that Eastern Conference uh, Finals uh, series between the Rangers and the Lightning from back in 2022. You know, a lot of matchups there were under, but that was playoffs. If you actually look at the regular season uh, last year, we had two unders, but we had the last game go over uh, in New York six to three. So just make sure you're aware of that when you're looking at series history. But it's hard to bet. Unders with Rangers right now. Rangers have gone over in five straight games, 5-0 and to the over their last five games, and they're scoring in bunches right now. You know, Kreider's been great. Sabanajad's been excellent. Panarin's on fire. Uh, and when that's happening, the Rangers can be a very, very dynamite offensive team, and we're seeing signs of that. Uh, this team has scored 20 goals in the last five games combined. It's a four goals per game average uh, going into this game, so it's five straight overs for the Rangers. Uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, their last two games have gone under, um, and they've actually offensively been stunted a little bit the last two games. They only put two on the board against Washington, actually one on the board against Washington because it was a shootout win, two to one, and then they got held to two goals by Sergei Bobrovsky, 
uh, and the Florida Panthers in their last game. Um, but after I, I, the way I see it with Tampa is I could see them maybe pushing pace a little bit, you know, when they score two goals or less long term. This goes back years with this core of Kucherov and Point and Stamkos and John Cooper as the head coach. You go back and look at any long term trends with totals involving the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're a long term, pretty good over bet when they're off a game where they've been held to two goals or less. Uh, and that's exactly what we, what is the case here with this uh, Rangers and Lightning game. So I'm not my favorite total on the board, uh, but I will grab an over here, especially that, with it being at six, six and a half. Maybe I'm a little more hesitant. Six, you can count me in with Rangers Lightning over six minus one fifteen uh, in this game. What do you think here, Zach? Rangers Lightning. Yeah, it's, I like the matchup for sure. Uh, Rangers coming off that back to back. I think I'm going to go with the first period over minus one and a half. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to come out hot at home is what my hope is. And uh, I think it's going to be a good game, but probably something again that I'm going to look at live to see how it plays out. But uh, Tampa's kind of burned me a little bit in the past, so that's why I'm hesitant. Yeah, it's. I think it's a tricky side. It's a, I don't want to bet against Tampa Bay at home yeah. off a loss and the rest advantage, which they have here over the New York Rangers. Put all that together, and for me, it's lightning or pass for this. And not scoring too, too much. Yeah, as of late, you were saying there. So I'm back at home where they're nice and comfortable, and all they need is a power play in the first to get a goal. It seems so. Yeah, Tampa Bay. I don't trust them though. That's like I said, it's Tampa yeah. or pass based on the price, the spot. They're at home where they've been better, but um, and they, again, back to back for the and Shesterkin still trying to work his way back into top form. Is he there? We'll have to wait and see. He's won four straight starts, I believe, coming into this game. Like, he's showing signs of it. You know, the better play. The one goal allowed to Boston. The two goals allowed to Toronto. Three goals allowed to Buffalo. They won that game. One goal allowed to Washington. But I will say this. The the games where he only gave up one goal, Washington's not, offensively challenged at times. Boston is, you know, they played Boston when Boston was struggling to put the puck in the net. So, I still need to see a little bit more from Igor Shosturkin uh, to to say, hey, he's got his game back again. He's showing signs of it. There's 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 some there's some there's some signs that he's starting to get his confidence back and get to the Vesna level form of Shosturkin, but he's not all the way back there yet. You know, still got to see more of it uh, from him moving forward. So, uh, as far as the props go for this game, like I said. Um, anyone that's, uh, I mentioned earlier with the Rangers, Panarin, Zabanajad, Kreider, they've been on fire, uh, for this team. I would, here's a sneaky one too. Lafreniere. Yes. We've talked about him, but how about Will Cooley? Will Cooley's got two goals in the last four games. He's now got seven on the season. He's getting involved in the play. Uh, uh this is a rookie that's gaining confidence for this team. So if you want to look in the Will Cooley direction for the, uh, New York Rangers, uh, I definitely wouldn't talk anyone out of that. On the Tampa Bay side, uh, when you look at their lineup dispersal tonight, as long as Nick Paul remains playing with Point and Kucherov, there's great value for him and his props tonight. You've got Hagel, Sorelli, and Stamkos on the uh, second line. Uh, Hagel uh, may, might be worth a look. Uh, keep an eye, too, on even though he's on the third line with you know Austin Watson and Tanner Janot are not exactly offensive uh, players. But Mikey Acemont on that third line, he has two goals in the last four games uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So. Uh, absolutely keep an eye on that. Might be worth a sprinkle for uh, some uh, Mikey Acemont props tonight uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in this game. All right, down to our last three games. We've got Nashville and Washington uh, next up here. We've got uh, the Preds and the Caps. 
we've got even money pretty much here, both sides. Minus 110, uh, the total six uh, shaded to the over in this game. This is definitely a slam dunk draw candidate for me as far as I'm concerned. I, I really like the draw here. Uh, I could see it being a tight game uh, between these two teams. Um, not a lot of uh, – well, with Washington too, I, even though Washington – you know, has been losing games. The last two have been pretty bad for them. 5-1 losses to the Rangers and the Islanders. You know, the Rangers lost to Washington the last time they played them, and they were walking into a Rangers team that wasn't going to take them lightly this time. And then, of course, they walked into the Islanders, coming off getting embarrassed by Pittsburgh. So really, it was bad place, uh, wrong place at the wrong time for the uh, Washington Capitals in their last two games. They played the Rangers at the time the you know, Rangers were ready to play, and they obviously played the Islanders last night in a game that the Islanders were ready to go after getting shellacked by Pittsburgh, you know, the game before that. So that's not the case here. And Nashville struggling now all of a sudden. Three straight losses for them uh, coming into this game. We'll see if they can turn things around here in this one against uh, uh, the uh, Predator, against the uh, Capitals, which in theory they should do, but... You know, there's definitely some concerns about the way things are uh, going and uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, you know, offensively, that things have been fine. It's really all of a sudden here, the last few games, they've seen their defensive game eroded. That's, you know, five goal allowances against Carolina and Detroit, you know, in the two games since the uh, Christmas break uh, for this uh, Nashville Predators team. Uh, UC Soros, of course, uh, he's actually struggled a bit the last couple. I'm pretty damn sure we're going to see... Uh, the uh, first is I don't think he's played a game that yet this year. Well, he got into the Carolina game because remember, uh, Soros got pulled in that game. Uh, and obviously, Soros started last night against Detroit. But on a back to back here, I think we will see Yaroslav Askarov uh, get the uh, starting assignment here for Nashville in net. And keep in mind, Askarov uh, is a very highly regarded kid. Uh, they think he's got potential long term for this team. And actually, the funny story about Askarov, he got into a goalie scrap. Last year in the AHL, I remember it. Uh, it was all over uh, social media. Uh, he got into a dust-up last year, uh, Askarov. So that was pretty good. He's obviously not afraid of dropping the gloves uh, in a certain situation either. So uh, that was pretty good. I mean, I definitely think Nashville's still the better team. I would lean to them in this game. But I just think, you know, minus 110 with the way their recent form has been, I don't feel great about it. Washington does have a good home record, 9-4-3, and three, and they're off three straight losses. So I could see Washington playing better. And I've lost enough times betting against Washington where, you know, I, I don't want to do it here tonight in this game. I lean Nashville, but I like the draw more. I think the draw is a solid look. Nashville's gone to overtime in three of their last eight games. Washington, prior to these back-to-back 5-1 losses to the New York teams, they had gone to overtime or a shootout in five of their last six games prior to those two losses in New York to the Islanders and the Rangers. So I do like the draw here. I think it's got potential with the Capitals hosting the Predators to go to overtime in this one. Uh, what do you think here, Zach? Nashville, Washington. Yeah, I haven't seen either of these uh, two teams play really all year, so I don't have too, too much to say. I'm seeing on the box score here or whatever, uh, Yaroslav Askarov is looking to be expected starter, so I'm not sure too much about him, but that's kind of interesting to see. Uh, I would think that Washington, maybe I'd lean a little towards them, but I like the draw, like you're saying. Like I said, I don't have too, too much input on this, but do you know anything about that goalie starting for the Preds potentially? He's got potential. He's pretty athletic, um, positionally sound. He's played a lot of hockey down in the minors. 
uh, and he's gotten a handful of start. Well, he's gotten one start uh, in each of the last two seasons with Nashville. And his overall NHL numbers uh, are, let me just see, um, let me, uh, excuse me. Uh, he's got uh, four goals on 39 shots. But again, very, very minimal duty at the NHL level. Uh, 908 save percentage for him uh, with the AHL affiliate in Milwaukee uh, this year for him. Um, we'll see. I mean, yeah. and you know one thing too, when he gets this, you know, first start with Nashville this season, which probably will be tonight, that, you know, they're going to want to play well for him, you know, and give give him that first win uh, in his first start. So I'd expect a better effort defensively here from Nashville tonight uh, in sure. this game. Uh, this would be my this would be my Ian Cameron lean to the under game of the night. <laughs> That's kind of where my head was at. I Nashville didn't want to say it. <laughs> This would be my Ian Cameron lean to the under, which means the game's flying over. It's going to end six to five. <laughs> Or five four, yeah, that's what that means, right? And now that you're jumping on board, yeah, it's definitely going to go. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, keep an eye on that. This is the game that because there's always going to be that game where it's. I really do think it's going to stay under, and yet those are the games that somehow don't stay under. Uh, I don't know. Uh, to me, though, I, I could see that being the case here with the uh, uh, Predators and the uh, Capitals here tonight, and plus the total's already been bet down. This opened six and a half. It's down to six now, so I can't be alone, you know, and liking the under a little bit here in this game. I like the draw, and that's what I'm going to stick to here in this game. Uh, as far as the props, look, I really like Gus Nyquist because of the situation last night against his former team, but I'd say maybe ro- run it back with him tonight. He's playing really well with Forsberg and O'Reilly uh, on the uh, top line for the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, Colton Sissons has really made an impact as well. You could look in that direction as uh, for the uh, Predators as well. Forsberg just is on fire. He seems to be chipping in uh, nearly every night for the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, Strom, Mantha, uh, they're two players I would consider here for props involving uh, Washington. Uh, they've been the guys really carrying, uh, doing a nice job uh, offensively for the uh, Capitals here uh, in recent games. All right, next up we've got Montreal and Florida Panthers minus 260 home favorites here in this game uh, and the total currently uh, six and a half shaded to the under uh, in this matchup. So it's a back to back for Florida, but no travel. Uh, they were at home against the Rangers, uh, got the victory last night, uh, and now they're on back to back. But again, no travel staying right at home. Uh, but it is still a rest advantage for Montreal who played Thursday night in Carolina, actually played a pretty solid effort all things considered from the uh, Montreal Canadiens against a solid Carolina team. Uh, you know, that game was 3-3 in the third period. Uh, they needed a 4-3 goal from Svechnikov to take the lead late in the third, and then they put it away uh, with the empty net goal. So really it was a solid uh, road effort from Montreal against a very good Carolina team. Uh, can they bring that effort here tonight? Uh, same type of performance to give them a chance to pull an upset here against uh, Florida in this game. I'm telling you what. I'm tempted by Montreal in a big dog price here for multiple reasons. And let me tell you why. Look at this last three-game stretch for the Florida Panthers. Just look at it. Vegas at home, defending Stanley Cup champs, the team that beat them in the Stanley Cup final. You don't think that's an encircled game on the schedule? Vegas, absolutely it was. And Florida got it done 4-2. Tampa Bay, next game. You don't think that's a circled game on the schedule? Uh, in-state rival, team that you have playoff history with, team that you're battling in your own division. Uh, it was a circled schedule, a uh, circled game on the schedule, and they won that game 3-2. The Rangers last night, 
Still, I think a game you're you're excited about if you're Florida, it's the Rangers. It's an Eastern Conference contender. It's a litmus test kind of a opponent. Uh, and they end up getting the job done last night uh, in that game five to three or four to three rather. So that's three straight wins in these big spots against quality competition, games that you're all fired up for. And now here you go on a back to back, you're facing Montreal. You know what I mean? And there's gonna be some abs fans, and it's you know, they're 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 gonna be there. You know, it's I think it's a dubious, tricky little spot here. It's a trap spot, potentially, in my opinion, for the Florida Panthers. Now, as uh, someone in our chat states here, uh, nine and one for Florida in the last 10 meetings against Montreal, like they've owned Montreal. It's it's hard to say, yeah, let's take Montreal here tonight in this game. But I think all things considered, this is a this is a tricky little situation here for Florida. And of course, you're going to see their backup goalie tonight. <coughs> It'll be Anthony Stolarz uh, getting the uh, a starting assignment tonight in goal for the Florida Panthers on the back-to-back. And his numbers are actually not bad at all. 2.18 goals against, 9.15 save percentage, 4-3 and three record. Um, but still, I mean, it's a spot for the Florida Panthers where maybe they exhale a bit after three big wins. And you've got this Montreal team that even the last uh, eight games, they're 4-4, four and four, and the four losses, they've been right there uh, in the games, quite honestly. Uh, they lost 5-3 at Carolina, 4-3 at Minnesota in overtime, uh, 4-3 to, in a shootout to Pittsburgh, uh, 2-1 to Nashville at home. Uh, they've been right there in every game. And every recent loss, it has been a competitive game. Montreal's been right in the game and had a chance. So th- this is going to be a game where I look at it from a bunch of different angles. That's a really, really good betting game for me tonight as far as I'm concerned. I like the idea of getting Montreal team total over 2.5 plus 100. I'm going to sprinkle on Montreal plus 210 full game money line. Do like the over six and a half a little bit here in this game with uh, Stolarz in net for Florida and Jake Allen in net for Montreal, who I do think is a little bit less trustworthy game to game this season compared to, say, uh, even Keith Caden Primo or uh, Samuel Montembeau. Uh, and sprinkle on the draw here as well with the uh, Panthers uh, and the Canadians. Because if you look at Montreal, four of their last eight games have gone to overtime or a shootout and the games that didn't two to one against Nashville, a one goal game, five, three win against the Islanders, but an empty net goal, put that game away. It was that close to going to overtime. Then you had a five, three loss to Carolina uh, in their last game. That was four, three uh, late in the third. That was three, three midway through the third, had a chance to go to OT. So it's a game where we're going to go with from a bunch of different angles, four separate bets on this game for me. Uh, Canadians team total over two and a half Canadians plus 210 over six and a half and the draw for me in this game here Habs and Panthers uh, what do you think here in this one Zach Montreal Florida uh, yeah I kind of like the game too like you're saying all those uh, little remarks you made about the past three games Florida's played I think this might be a one game that they ease up on the gas pedal a little bit and Montreal's looking for a win so uh, something that I kind of like looking at here is Montreal on the plus one and a half at minus one fifteen on bet. That's a good option for so, security. Yep. A little, yeah, something like that. And I do like the overtime as well and the over. So I'm kind of all in the same boat as you right now on this one. But yeah, that's something that I see good value at at the plus one point five. You don't usually get it that low. Yeah, Sam Reinhart Cheshire is definitely almost like it's. Absolutely unbelievable production. They they said coming into the year he was in his greatest shape of his career. He's 28 years old. He's just you know arriving in his prime right now, and, and you're definitely seeing signs of it right now for the, uh, Pan- the Panthers. I mean, back to back games with two goals and two points. 
Uh, yeah, can't argue with it. I mean, if you want to take over one and a half points for him, I wouldn't uh, t- turn to Ed, uh, wouldn't say to anyone no to that. Uh, you know, definitely Rodriguez too on the top line. As long as he stays there, that's good value. There are two props I really like for Montreal. Uri Slavkovsky, we've talked about him on the top line with Suzuki and Caulfield. I still think it's worth going back to the well with him. And number one prop for me in this game on the Montreal side is Josh Anderson. We've talked about Josh Anderson. He has gone from just can't buy a goal to now on fire. And now he's scoring in almost every recent game for the Montreal Canadiens. And there still hasn't been a great, huge adjustment on the props for Josh Anderson to score for Montreal. He's still plus 360 going into tonight to find the uh, back of the net. So uh, ride the wave with Josh Anderson. Crazy how it works in this sport. You can't buy a goal. You can't put the puck in the ocean to save your life. You could put the puck on his stick with an empty net and he'd shoot it wide. That's the way things were going for Josh Anderson for like the first two months of the season. Uh, And now all of a sudden he's up to six goals on the campaign and and he's got five of those six goals uh, in the last five games. He's got five goals in the last five games. Five of his six goals for Montreal have come in the last five games. So it tells you all you need to know right there uh, about Josh Anderson. Finally got his confidence back as far as finishing things off for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. All right, final game of this Saturday uh, NHL slate. Edmonton, Los Angeles, out in Cali. We've got the uh, LA Kings. Uh, minus 115, slight home favorites here in this game uh, against the Oilers. Uh, the total, uh, six and a half shaded to the over uh, in this game. A couple things worth mentioning here about this Oilers and Kings spot, first of all, is goaltending situation. Um, I believe for L.A. they play tomorrow night. Uh, no, they don't. Uh, Edmonton, sorry, plays tomorrow night against Anaheim. L.A. does not. L.A. does not play tomorrow. So then we should see Cam Talbot uh, in net for the uh, L.A. Kings. Maybe a little bit more uncertain for Edmonton. Uh, is, uh, but I would think because Anaheim's the opponent tomorrow night, Skinner is going to get the start tonight, Stuart Skinner, and they'll save Calvin Pickard uh, for the game against the uh, Anaheim Ducks tomorrow night. Um, so we know L.A. hasn't been as good at home this season as they've been on the road. No question. Uh, they're only seven and nine. They actually have a losing record at home. Seven wins, nine losses where they're 13, two and one on the road. That being said, their last road game against Vegas, they were on the losing end of it. Three to two uh, against the golden Knights uh, on uh, Thursday night. We'll see if they can bounce back from that uh, loss and set back to the golden Knights back home here against uh, Edmonton. If you actually look at the series history here, uh, between these two teams. Now, there's this is actually going to be the uh, first meeting uh, between these two teams uh, since the uh, playoff series uh, last year. Again, they met in the uh, first round of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs uh, back when, of course, Jay Woodcroft was still coaching the team, uh, and the Oilers uh, survived in a really, really entertaining seven-game series. And, then, of course, we know what happened after that. Uh, they got bounced by the eventual Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, in the uh, second round. So playoff revenge for the Kings here, uh, if it matters. But this is not why I like L.A. tonight. I just think the price is very cheap on L.A. here. I still think they're the better of these two teams right now. That being said, I look, I know Edmonton's beaten them in the playoffs each of the last two years in the first round. Um, but I think right now, when you look at these two teams right now and where they're at, uh, yes, Edmonton has certainly seen a better level of play since the coaching change. Chris Knobloch. Uh, taking over 
Uh, they played pretty good hockey. They're seven and three in their last 10 games. They won four in a row to start the month. Then they had that little three game slide against Florida, Tampa Bay and the Islanders. Uh, and then, of course, uh, they bounced back following that for three straight wins, entering tonight's showdown with the L.A. Kings, uh, beating New Jersey Rangers and the San Jose Sharks all on the road as well. But it's a weird dynamic here where it's going to be their fifth straight road game, Edmonton. They were out on the East Coast. Islanders, Devils, and Rangers for that Tri-City trifecta. Back out west to play San Jose and now to L.A. here for this game. So still a lot of travel that this uh, Edmonton Oilers team has been through. And look, beating San Jose 5 nothing is not a big deal to me. San Jose is back to uh, struggling again and giving up goals in bunches again. Uh, they're about to be tested significantly here. Uh, no question about it by this L.A. Kings team. An L.A. team off a loss, an L.A. team that lost to this team this Edmonton Oilers team in the playoffs last year uh, in the first round once again. So I just think price is cheap. I still think there is still a gap with these teams overall, and especially at the defensive end of the ice. Now, I know Edmonton at times has shown better play in their own zone uh, since the coaching change. We have definitely seen them improve a little bit. Skinner's played some better hockey in net. That's been part of the uh, equation as well for Edmonton. But uh, I just think right now that the L.A. Kings are just a more well-rounded, more complete 200-foot game type of team, 200-foot team right now uh, at both ends of the ice. And you got them in a spot where they're off a loss. They're playing a team that bounced them in the playoffs last year. So I like L.A. in this spot, minus 115. Uh, even though Oilers have won three in a row, more wins than losses since the coaching change. Uh, I'm not sure they get it done tonight, in my opinion. What do you think here uh, in this one, Zach? Edmonton, Los Angeles. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh... I honestly might look a little bit at the draw on this one. I think that it's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, so that's something that I kind of might look at. But obviously not a big Oilers fan, so I'm hoping the Kings can come out on top tonight and make sure that the Oilers stay where they need to be. Can't get them on another eight-game winning streak. When are you streak. ever going to be on this show? And say, <laughs> yeah, give me the Edmonton Oilers, right? Yeah. <laughs> not in a divisional matchup. <laughs> no. This guy, this uh, this Flames fan, he's never he'd be he he he, he wouldn't be caught dead uh, given a vote of confidence for the uh, Edmonton no. Oilers. Uh, One thing that I've uh, enjoyed a little bit more, in a sense, is that uh, Vancouver's been so good this year that all the kids that I coach and stuff are now more Canuck fans than Oilers fans. When last year it was all they were all Oilers fans, and now they're all yeah. Vancouver fans. So I can deal with that a little bit more because I like some of the Canuck players. And that kind of thing. Not a Canucks fan by any means, but I can I can handle that a little bit more than the Oilers. And and the worst part is is at the skate mill where I work, we're sponsored by CCM. And obviously McDavid's a CCM athlete. So where I'm standing on our back wall, there's a huge McDavid Oilers like CCM poster. So I gotta look at that for four or five hours every day. So been thinking sure of drawing know. a mustache on him, but I don't know if my <laughs> boss would be too happy with that. Then they'd have you, oh, but because Connor McDavid's on that fucking poster in that office, they'd have you arrested for vandalism or something. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that to the almighty McDizzle. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no, he's a good player. For that, 100%. Uh, Matt Robinson, he knows that I've recommended two big underdogs on this slate, St. Louis and Montreal. So he's asking, you know, Blues, Canadians, Moneyline, Parlay. Why not? Why not? As long as you keep it small, there's nothing wrong with that. No harm and potential big rewards, you know, if both of them happen to cash in. By the way, Matt, you've changed. And this is Matt Robinson, of course, his comment on the screen. Of course, he was with us yesterday. He'll be with us every week on the show moving forward. He changed his display picture here. It's obviously one from him playing. It looks like you got your 
head just crunched into the boards or something, man. You look all fucking like beaten up in that picture. Look at it. Look at that His picture. Like it looks like you got a black eye again. too. What the hell happened to you there, man? In this picture, someone kick your ass or something? What the hell happened? Looks like yeah. Unless I'm seeing, unless I'm seeing things here, but it doesn't look like uh, you were having a very good uh, day there. It looks like you had been uh, bludgeoned a little bit, but that's another story. We'll have to see if Matt can give us confirmation about that. But uh, interesting there. Uh, from uh, just you didn't look like that was one of your better days anyway. Uh, based on that uh, display picture. Uh, all right, uh, that's it. I mean, as far as props go for this game, Ryan McLeod, man. Ryan McLeod starts and ends there for me with Edmonton props right now. This guy has given them some much-needed uh, secondary scoring lately for the uh, Oilers. I think he scored now in back-to-back games here for the uh, Oilers as well. So he's making an impact lately. Ryan McLeod here for Edmonton. Uh, you can obviously bet Dreisaitl, McDavid, and the big guns here uh, to produce, but... When it's all said and done, I think when you look at this uh, game here, LA's got the potential to tighten things up, and it may not be as many goals as you as you might think. So, be careful with loading up on props, but I, in this game, but I do like uh, McLeod for Edmonton, Byfield for Los Angeles. Uh, pretty much every game because he's always under <laughs> undervalued compared to his line mates on that top line uh, for the LA Kings. Uh, Moore as well worth a look. Moore I think's done some pretty good damage against Edmonton in the past as well. So. Uh, some decent uh, player prop options. Maybe PLD, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois has really stepped things up a little bit lately. Goals in two of the last three games, so maybe consider that. Phil Deneau, uh, because he plays well against Canadian teams, says uh, Cheshire Cat. So uh, not bad here uh, as far as uh, some prop looks here for this. What should be a great game. Definitely the game of the, the – well, there's. I think this is the only late game. It is. It's the only late game tonight, so there's nothing else to choose from. I was going to say, this is definitely the best of the late games. It's the only late game uh, tonight. Uh, Oilers and uh, Kings here on this Saturday slate. All right, great stuff. That's the Saturday card. 230 live viewers. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. And a reminder, uh, two days left in the, new, in the uh, year 2023, and then the new year is here. Make sure you sign up patreon.com slash ice guys for all of our exclusive content just ten dollars per month you get our entire daily card there sides totals player props from me alex and our guests uh you've also got uh goalie charts totals charts all our other um content there posted throughout the season and in january and beyond we'll be doing bonus videos bonus ice guys shows that will only be available and viewable to patreon members uh, that are subscribed, as well as bonus betcasts, impromptu betcasts. We're just going to all of a sudden on a random Tuesday night, Thursday night, whatever, bam, there's a live betcast starting up at 7 p.m. Eastern for Patreon members. Uh, we are looking forward to that. So we are, and, and we're also going to announce our main betcast date for the month of January next week. Uh, and then we'll also uh, have at least one bonus impromptu betcast for Patreon members in the month of January as well. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Make sure you get on board. And again, the dollars you commit as a Patreon Ice Guys subscriber, ensure that we can try to keep doing this show as long as we possibly can. So uh, patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 per month. Uh, make sure you get on board with that. And again, the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, make sure you check out all our Ice Guys merch and gear, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, there's the answer to our question uh, from uh, Matt Robinson. Butt end to the eye. Okay. Wow. 
I, I knew it was something bad. I knew it was something pretty malicious. So yeah, I could tell. I mean, that's uh, you've had better days uh, than than what the way you were looking right there in that picture. Have you had a butt end of the stick, Zach, at any point when you played? Not to the eye, probably to the side of the body and stuff, but not up to the head. Yeah, and certainly been slashed and cross-checked, I'm sure, a million times. I've been cross-checked in the head a couple times. Oh, really? High, wow. But not the butt end. But you did stir it up every now and then. Like, we did show every you when you made your first appearance. You did drop the gloves. You showed a clip of that, yeah. Yeah, good times. Now it's uh, a little calmer and gentler, Zach. Urban yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> Here on the uh, Ice Guys every Saturday. Uh, great stuff. All right. It is time for Bargain Bin Special uh, of the night. Uh, difficult task for me. I've got to follow up with an encore to what we, I was able to do with Gustav Nyquist last night for Nashville against Detroit. We'll see if we can give you another Bargain Bin winner tonight. But let's start with Zach. What do you got for Bargain Bin Special of the night? I'm going to go with Bunting getting one against his old team. He's at plus 300 on bet 365. Uh, probably can find a little bit higher value on some other books, but uh, that's what I'm going with for the bargain of the night. It's a good one. Now, it wasn't the, the price was not nearly, you know, it, it definitely fits, fits the criteria, but I'm always looking for something closer to 400, 500, but I like it. It is one of my favorite props tonight. Michael Bunting against his old team. And again, you can get plus 300 at Bet365. Actually, shop around. There's plus 350 at mm -hmm. Bet Rivers for uh, Michael Bunting tonight to score a goal. Plus 330 at DraftKings and BetMGM and plus 310 at FanDuel. Uh, so make sure you shop around. Michael Bunting, that's a great choice from Zach Urban uh, for his bargain bin special uh, of the night. Uh, my bargain bin special of the night, I, I've talked myself in to Luke Hughes for the New Jersey Devils, just because you can get plus 750 for him That's to score a goal tonight at Bet Rivers. He scored in back-to-back -back games. He is in on the offense. I've noticed the last few games a lot more. He's been a lot more aggressive from the back end of the last few games. Uh, and I, that price is just, what, for a guy that's now scored in back-to-back oh, -back games from the Raymond blue line? Raymond just hit Jersey. my best bet. Huh? The Raymond's picking my best bet of the day. Save oh, yeah, there you period. go. Oh, he's giving <laughs> it away here for you uh, for the uh, best bet segment. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Luke Hughes, New Jersey Devils, plus 750 uh, for bargain bin special of the night. Uh, absolutely great value. And hopefully Luke Hughes can strike again and make it three straight games with a goal uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils tonight. All right, it is time now for best bet uh, to wrap up this Saturday show. Uh, I'm starting to heat up big time now with the best bets, which is good to see after that cold run. Uh, that we're getting it rocking and rolling again with the best bets. Another one cashes last night for me with Rangers and Panthers over. In fact, it was a 3-0 and for me, for Alex, and for Matt Robinson with the best bets yesterday. Uh, so we'll see if we can uh, deliver an encore here today. Uh, Zach, for this Saturday slate, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, it's in the chat right now. I'm going with Buffalo Sabres, uh, first period money line. They're at plus the 135 on bet 365, so hoping that they come out to that hot start we were talking about earlier. And I think that's some pretty good value as well. All right, there we go. Uh, like in Buffalo, minus a half, plus 135 first period puck line against Columbus. Best bet for Zach Urban. My best bet here for this uh, Saturday card, uh, a pretty nice slate, lots to uh, choose from. Uh, but for my best bet for this uh, slate, I'm going to go with, I'm not going to go with the money line. I don't have that much confidence, but I'm going to go with the team total for the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Over two and a half, plus 100. 
And the great thing about this is if they lose the game four to three, we're still going to hit this uh, as the best bet. I think it's a great bet. I think it's very reasonable to expect Montreal to get to three goals. They got to three goals against Carolina uh, the other night uh, in a potential down spot for the Florida Panthers tonight after three huge games against quality competition facing Vegas, Tampa Bay, and the New York Rangers uh, in three straight games. I think it's a perfect opportunity for Montreal to hang around in this game and give Florida a tough game here tonight in this one. I really like it. Like that Montreal Canadiens team total uh, over two and a half plus a hundred. That is going to be my best bet here for this Saturday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the ice guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 PM Eastern Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. And a reminder, our final Ice Guys show for 2023 tomorrow, Sunday, on New Year's Eve, an hour earlier, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific. So we'll be on one hour earlier tomorrow for the New Year's Eve edition of the show so that we can get through all of the games, plus the Winter Classic between Vegas and Seattle. We will talk about all those games tomorrow. On the show, we want to get done before the NFL uh, starts. And then we're off on New Year's Day. No show on Monday for New Year's Day. And then we are back on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And we have Jay Rosehill scheduled to finally. And he's had to reschedule multiple times. Hopefully he's good to go for sure this time. But as of right now, we got our good friend of the show, Jay Rosehill, scheduled to join us on Thursday uh, this week at 2 p.m. Eastern. So uh, looking forward to that. That's a wrap. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat at the like button on the way out for Zach Urban. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again on New Year's Eve for the Sunday edition and our final show of 2023 with the Ice Guys. (laughs) 